Greetings from Pandora. Welcome to A Vault Hunter's Guide to the Borderlands, the best Borderlands podcast on the Echo Net. I'm Drew. I'm Jeff. Thanks for joining us today for episode number 27, where today we're going to be talking about our favorite things about Borderlands. But first, just a quick reminder that you can always get in contact with us via Twitter at Vault Hunters Pod or through our email at vaulthuntersguide at gmail.com. And don't forget, you can watch us record the podcast live at twitch.tv slash vaulthuntersguide. Yeah, do it. Send us stuff on Twitter. You won't. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> no, but seriously, if you do, if you do like fan art or anything like that, or if you even just get some cool drops or anything like that, we like to see that stuff. Tag us. Why not? Yeah, for sure. You won't. <laughs> <laughs> just mad shit talking to viewers this time. Or listeners yeah. this time. That's cool. Yeah. That's cool. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, you might have heard us mention this on uh, our last episode, but we've been doing this for over a year now, and we've remained mostly consistent. <laughs> so... Um, so we just thought we'd take a little break and just kind of gush about the series a little bit and some of our favorite things. So we're going over, uh, our favorite topics or our favorite things. We'll explain more here in a little bit from, uh, from the game. So I don't want to get too into it. Um, but yeah, we're going to go over it and it'll be, it'll be fun. So, but first, uh, Drew, now that we have actually gotten some time with it and everything, how have your last two weeks in the Borderlands been post a um, big Borderlands update? Yeah, so it's a good thing that we're going through and doing like a res- retrospective of our favorite things about Borderlands right now. Because I kind of need that because <laughs> I got some problems. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know? that's fair. Um, I'm, I'm assuming that that's going to be something that we cover on the next episode, most likely. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, I just want to take a quick second to say... Uh, I've been playing a little less Borderlands, frankly. Like, I'm just, you know, I'm like, mm, let's let's take a little break because stuff's a little frustrating. Right. So just um, I have I have been I have still been playing, you know, like I've been working on getting all the best Mayhem 10 roles for Flack and Zane and all that stuff. And I actually also worked a bit on leveling up um, my Moe's uh, or, you know, getting through the playthrough on my Moe's. I'm looking for like a bullet storm sort of build there. Sure. Um, Dude, I've been rocking like a Monarch and a stack bot class mod with Flack and the uh, Pearl of Ineffable Knowledge. Yeah. (laughs) It, it fuck and it fucking shreds. So so that's, it's cool. I mean, like (laughs) it does work. (laughs) it, It does some work. We were playing the other night and like, it was you, me, and Beth, and we were Mayhem Six, and we were farming Katagawa Ball for a uh, for a brainstormer for Beth, and like we hopped down there, and I was just like, Brrr, and he was gone, and yeah. you guys were like, Jesus, yeah, and I'm like, yeah, well, I'm yeah. not working currently, you know, because of right. COVID, so yeah, because of Backstreet Boys reunion tour, <laughs> yeah, dude, you know, what are you gonna do? Yeah, you know what? <laughs> have you have you not heard that at all? Are you not no. familiar? Yeah. Nope. So um, for those that are unaware, if there are any other, if there are any other content creators out there, apparently even just mentioning anything about that will like instantly demonetize your stuff from YouTube. And so uh, what, um, what the what Backstreet the Boys reunion tour? No, no, no. COVID. Oh, I see. I see. You know, yeah, Cause yeah, they don't, yeah. they don't want people to like benefit off Exploit false it. information yeah, and yeah. Yeah, everything like that. 
sure. know, or, okay. or, or like have there be, cause we all know, we all know how clickbait works. You know, you're going to see that guy that's got 50 million views where it's like, I caught COVID and I was just fine. You know, whatever. With yeah, that goofy yeah. thumbnail. Okay, that you'll see. Anyway, game grumps. That's what they've been calling it. Anytime on their show, they just refer to it as the backstreet boys reunion tour. Cause that was also <laughs> supposed to be happening like right now and is oh. not. Okay. So, so that's what they call it. And, it. and they did, they've been doing some hilarious stuff, just sitting there and being like, yeah. So, just make sure that you you may have tickets and not even be aware of it. So be careful <laughs> because you don't want to scalp tickets to anyone else unknowingly. Oh, <laughs> no, that's so good. Yeah. Oh man, that's great. However, however uh, you feel, however you, however you feel about Game Grumps, it's it's pretty great the way they're handling it. <laughs> so yeah, for sure. That's anyway, really, that's really solid. Yeah. So. Anyway, but uh, yeah, no, yeah, and yeah, I guess I'm not as I'm not as burnt out on it at the moment. Uh, and I know that you're still playing semi on the regular as well, especially when the three of us can get together and do that. Sure. Um, I know that I'm not as burnt out on it just because um, I still have uh, some stuff I need to get for both Zane and Flack. Zane is pretty much there. Flack could still use some help. So mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. what are you looking for for Flack? Uh, I prefer to run almost like a Jacob's, uh, like a Jacob's allegiance style Flack. I know there are better things I could do, but it just feels so good to be able to do that. So, mm-hmm. um, so yeah, are you looking for action skill and annoyance mainly? Yeah. Action skill and annoyance on things like, uh, a Maggie and a skull masher, uh, Garcia or a Hellwalker, kind of depending on, you know, what we've got going on. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, cause there, you know, there's just a few things like that that I need to get. So probably gotcha. also going to get, uh, a little Yeedy as well with some kind of anointment on it. Um, although even, even though I'm, even though I'm doing that, I, for just for straight farming and for getting stuff done, um, I've mainly been using a yellow cake and a sand hawk to do just farming where it's just really quick and everything like that. Like if I'm, you know, cause I know that I, I know that I'm going to need a sand hawk for doing certain things like that. So I've just been going and taking out Katagawa with a yellow cake and then just being done with it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, super quick and easy. Yeah. That yeah. makes sense. That being said, I do still have some other things I can do. I've got some leveling or some story playthroughs I need to finish up for uh, both Moe's and for uh, Amara, so I can do those kind of things as well. But like you said, you you also are currently um, not not working <laughs> due, due yeah, to the Backstreet yeah. Boys. So. <laughs> due to Backstreet Boys. Yeah, I uh, my job requires being in the location, and I can't be at the location, and neither can anybody else. So. It's not like I, you know, it's not like fuck this guy in particular, you know, it's, it's, it's literally to do my job. You have to be there. So, yeah. And it's kind of one of those things, you know, without divulging too much information because of how things are going, even if they were like, all right, we could do it without other much larger things happening. Your job kind of wouldn't have much of a reason to do stuff. Yeah, for sure. I mean, until until top hats really make a comeback like working at the top hat factory in Macon, <laughs> Georgia is just not it's not it's not a lot of work so so buy top hats people they're, they're <laughs> bring them back in this style 
I've always been confused at the phrase top hat. Because, <laughs> I mean, don't hats always go on the top? <laughs> like, no, but it, it, it implies where it falls on the hierarchy of hats, and it is top. It is, it is top hat. <laughs> <laughs> it is the top hat. So. so then, so then, does that mean like? Does that mean like? Does that mean like a pork pie would be like a bottom hat? Don't even bring that garbage <laughs> hat up in my presence! How dare you? Uh, I'm waiting for someone to just have this conversation. Be like, be like, oh man, did you listen to the new <laughs> to the new podcast? Be like, no, I didn't. Be like, it was great. Be like, oh yeah, what was so great about it? Well, they spent the first nine minutes talking about Backstreet Boys and hats. <laughs> Drew, well, has like some together? Really no, 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 two yeah. separate things. <laughs> yeah, separate, separate conversations entirely. Uh, uh. All right. That being said, let's go ahead and get into it. So, do, do, yeah. how do we want to do this? Because we, so, so here's the fun part about this. So, Drew and I have we have our topics written up. We have not shared with each other what our favorite things are. Um, yeah, so we, we went through and we named different categories in each Borderlands game and then like individually came up with our favorites of those. For example, our first category is side quests. Okay. Yeah. Now we have we have picked a favorite side quest per game. Okay. So we're each gonna mention our our favorite side quest from BL1, BL2, and BL3. Yep, We're those are all the games. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> so that that being said, I know that we're always doing this, but no, we did not do the same for pre sequel. <laughs> no, no, nope, sure didn't. As as another Borderlands content creator recently said, and you could probably go find out, <laughs> we have no desire to revisit the pre sequel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, we're not even gonna name name them. Just. Uh, Go follow all the Borderlands content creators and go through their VODs, and uh, you'll yeah. find it. <laughs> you'll figure it out. You're smart. We believe yeah. in you. Get them, <laughs> champ. <laughs> so, anyways, um, all right. So, let's go ahead and... How are we going to do this? Do you want to, like... We'll say the category, then we'll say, you know, which game it's for. And then and we'll, we'll do one... Scream our side us. quest name at each other at the same time. That seems like a bad idea <laughs> <laughs> all right so then we'll we'll alternate you know like mm-hmm. yeah yeah all you'll right. do first so, i'll do first yeah so yeah yeah, yeah. well i'm gonna okay. go first on bl1 okay so My yeah f- so first up we have side quests so what is your favorite side quest from bl1 save scrappy <laughs> scrappy <laughs> <laughs> it's literally the only time that you see any humanity and like norm normalcy from crazy Earl in any of the games, except for when in BL two, he's like, you know, he has the, the throwaway line every time you leave, you know, not every time you leave, but like when you leave, he has a chance to say, you know, come on back when you get a chance. I got a little lonely. (laughs) Yeah. A little lonely, you know? So like between (laughs) that and like the save scrappy side mission, the only humanity that you like or normalcy that you get from crazy Earl. That's fair. And, and honestly, that's some of the only, that's some of the only, um, normalcy that you get throughout the, not, not only the majority of the games, but, uh, through, you know, through the first one, especially because the, the first one actually does have quite a bit darker and more serious tone and nature about it. Yeah, for sure. 
Yeah. And especially when, cause I mean, you do, you know, you have, you know, you have, you know, tanks running around and stuff like that. And you know, they're all crazy and whatever. And, and everyone's just totally okay with just being like, Oh yeah, you killed that guy. Great. You know, that dude was a, that dude was a dick, you know? <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Everyone's totally okay with it. So yeah. But, but this uh, one's like one of the few ones where it's like, Hey, there's some positive uplifting stuff. It's not just like, you know, kill the other person who happens to be more of a dick than you are, you know? Right. Exactly. So yeah, what's your favorite side quest? So I went a little bit different route. My favorite side quest from BL one is ghosts of the vault. Ooh. Okay. Yeah. So good one. I, I like it because you're by that point in the game, you're kind of figuring stuff out. You're like, all right, I'm, you're kind of working your way into a build and you're getting stuff figured out. And you know, you've kind of forgotten what the whole main point of everything is. You're like, yeah, I'm just, you know, I'm just a vault hunter. I'm out here. I'm trying to get loot. That's all I'm doing. And then it's like, oh, ghost of the vault, you know? So you go into this heavily defended area, which is a really kind of fun area anyway. And then you start going down into that pit and you get lowered. And first of all, the enemies are running away from something, which is like, it's like, oh man, that's, that's the first time this has happened. So yeah, far. it's like, so that's like, ominous. Yeah, that is ominous. And there's dead bodies around and everything like that. And then you go in there and you're seeing all the architecture and everything like that. And it's like, oh, this is actually really, really cool looking. And, and that's the first time that you see the guardians and you're like, whoa, these things yeah. are crazy looking. And, and it threw me off the very first time, not only because they were crazy looking, but also because I'm trying to shoot at them and I see they have shields and health bar, which is nothing weird, but like the shield is friggin' massive. It's like, <laughs> yeah. you know, but then you get them down to like, you know, to the end of their shield and you can like basically one shot them. And it's like, Oh, this is super weird. So yeah. it usually has good loot there in the loot chest. And you also get the, um, and you also get the, um, action skill element, you know, yep. artifact thing. And it's just yeah. a good reward for it. So it's, it's kind of a neat area. It really brings you back to what the whole point is and everything. So it's my, yeah, it's one of my favorites. Nice. Yeah. That's All understandable. Right. So moving right along, uh, what is your favorite BL2 side quest? My favorite BL2 side quest is shoot face McShooty. <laughs> I knew that was going to be your favorite one. <laughs> because it encapsulates Borderlands 2 so well. Like that is everything that is Borderlands 2, you know? Mm -hmm. Like it's just, it's a perfect representation of it. Like if if somebody was like, you've got three minutes to show me what this game is about. I would, I would fast travel to thousand cuts, run over there, shoot face McShooty in the face and then look through the loot, you know? If yeah. <laughs> so be like, that's what this game is. That's, that's, that's the, that's the humor. That's the, you know, it's what it's about. So yeah, that's the humor. Really that's more to say about it. No, that's fair. No, I totally get that. And, and I think you're right. And I think just the fact that you're going through this whole thing and you're trying to do that, you're trying, you're going through the game, trying to shoot all these guys and everything like that. And then, and then you get to the one guy that actually wants you to, and it's, and he's got like the, the thing that's like pointing to his face and everything. Mm -hmm. And it also says, you know, not in the arm, not in the leg. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Exactly. And then between that and the fact that you still have to like you, so you shoot him in the face and you kill him. And yet you somehow still have to like turn the quest into him. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. You have to uh, turn it into that stump that's sticking out of the ground, you know, stump yeah. of an arm. Yeah. yeah good times. <laughs> you? 
Um, so like I said, I, I kind of said this before we started, but I kind of cheated a little bit. But um, my favorite is any any and or all of the Captain Blade side quests from the mm. Scarlet DLC. Super, super good story and and just writing for that side quest. Yeah. Yeah, really, really well done writing. I'm not going to spoil it too much, but basically it's you uh, Captain Blade's treasures, the whole point of that of that DLC um, and the idea that you're really learning about who he was as a person and everything going through it is great. And the loot that you get from it is actually really good too. Yes. Yeah, like, exactly. That was going to be my my point too. Yeah, and the the idea that it's the idea that it's cursed is is really interesting as well because it's it's cursed weapons. So, you know, you get something that does you get a gun that does a stupid amount of melee damage, but it also it also hurts you when you use it. And mm-hmm. and that's the main mm-hmm. thing is mainly they just hurt you when you use them, but they do it in different ways. Yeah. So, yeah, fun yeah. stuff. So, all right, moving right along. So, what about uh, Borderlands Three? So far. <laughs> Yeah, so my yeah, up to this point, like there's still two more DLCs to come out and other other shit afterwards, but my favorite at this point is uh is the Burton Briggs side quest from uh Guns Love and Tentacles because the story is so good, the mechanics of the Seventh Sense are awesome. Um the Seventh mm-hmm. Sense, the reward that you get, the gun itself is good. It's it's my favorite. Agreed. It's my favorite. That's that's why I have that one as well. So yeah, yeah. Um, which I, I I think on that one we probably knew that was going to happen. Sure. But real, but really, for those people that have not, for those people that have not done that, I would. I'm just throwing it out there. I feel that the Burton Briggs questline is some of the best writing that has been present in the Borderlands series at all, as a whole. Yep. Yep. Agreed. So can't disagree with you at all. Yeah. I mean, there are lots of good, you know, one liners and things like that that are thrown out there by, by handsome Jack. But as far as an overall story, cohesive story, that's somewhere in the series, I would still go with uh burn Briggs quest line. Sure. So, but, uh, now we're going to move on to, uh, something else. So, yeah, so our next topic is guns. Our favorite might be might be doing this a little early in the episode, but I don't really care. Our favorite guns from each game. Um and I started off last time, so Jeff, you go first this time. Jeff, so what's your fa- favorite gun from Borderlands 1? So this might throw some people off a little bit, but my favorite gun from BO1 is actually the Volcano, the legendary sniper rifle. Hmm. Okay. So um, the reason being is that you can pretty much make it good on anyone, but primarily I like playing as, uh, Maya and I like playing as Mordecai and you can make it work just in droves with either of them. And you can, it, it's just, it just does so much damage because of the way that the, the damage over time would stack in borderlands one, just doing mm-hmm. fire damage. Cause, cause it was fire damage every time you shot someone with it. So. Sure. So it just works out great. Um, I think it's viable. You know, it's it, it makes you feel overpowered when you get at lower levels, and it's still easily viable and super on level when you're at end game content. And for the two characters that I prefer to play most, that's my my favorite weapon. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. So. My favorite weapon is the equalizer. 
and I prefer the masher variant. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, okay. And that's I was like the equalizer. Fa- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I mean because my favorite playstyle is like Bloodwing Mordecai with like a heavy focus on revolvers. Sure, and that's just. Because revolvers were super OP in Borderlands 1, in case you didn't know. Um, It's like a handheld shotgun or sniper rifle, depending on, you know, the style that you get it in. And so anytime I find one of those and I'm doing, like, Bloodwing Revolver Mordecai, like, that's... It's just great because it has the ammo regen and you could just go for a long time on that thing, you know? Sure. No, it makes sense. I yeah, I like it, and I like I said, I was it kind of threw me off when you said equalizer still, but I can I can understand if you're getting a masher variant, then yeah, absolutely. So mm-hmm, mm-hmm. plus, it can come in any element. So yeah, that's true. So if you get masher corrosive <laughs> equalizer, like you're set, done. <laughs> Be like, all right, I just quit the game because I just won. So fair enough. Jeff, favorite gun from Borderlands 2. I'm really, really curious to see what you have to say about this. Okay, so it's interesting that you said um, that you said what you did about Borderlands 1, because my favorite Borderlands 2 weapon. Oh, for for point of reference, we did talk about this one a little bit beforehand. We decided nothing easy, so you couldn't do like a double penetrating on Compt Herald or a Grog Nozzle, I think was kind of the idea. We did not specifically say that like we didn't say well anyways we'll we'll get into it a little bit okay anyway so um maybe maybe those were just self-imposed things that i did that (laughs) so i mean like we we both agreed like no no deepa no nor fleets no layuda no you know stuff like that yeah right yeah nothing nah nothing crazy overpowered anyway that being said my favorite one is actually the hornet Mm. so Mm -hmm. Um, because once again, so, so first of all, you can get it. It's the only, it's like the only legendary that you can get in the game, uh, at level zero, Mm -hmm. which is crazy, which is super fun because you can get it from knuckle dragger right away. Secondly, um, I just enjoy it because again, for the three characters that I like to play and, 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 and realistically you could say this if you're just starting out a playthrough, yeah, it's going to be good on anyone. Cause it's a legendary weapon that you start the game off with. That being sure. said, um, my favorite characters to use are zero and Krieg and not far behind that is Maya. So mm-hmm. for any of those three, it's going to work really, really great. And it's really going to feed well into, into builds, whether it be doing pistol and quick fire stuff or elemental stuff or, um, you know, kind of the weird synergy that Krieg has with like corrosion and fire and stuff like that. So I think it's really well done. I like that. It just throws ammo out and that the corrosion damage is actually still fairly viable, even at max level. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So so that being said, what about you? So I did, I did not pick the Deepa or Layuda or anything like that. Uh, I did, however, pick the Grog Nozzle. Ooh, and okay. like, and not because of what it does mechanically, like in the game, like not because, you know, slag is, is a necessary evil in end game content. Yeah. And so is, and so is healing. I like the grog nozzle because it's because of what it is, you know, it's literally mm-hmm. a gun that gets you drunk and, uh, you get it the only way to get it is by 
not completing this quest of getting a beard for claptrap, you know? And like, <laughs> so that's, that's my favorite thing about the grog nozzle is just like, again, it's super, um, it's, it's the embodiment of, of that particular DLC and borderlands two as a yeah. whole, you know, like that would be, that would be the ultimate thing. If somebody's like, show me borderlands two, I would take a grog nozzle and shoot face McShooty. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, <laughs> Be like, what's up with your screen? Be like, oh, right. Well, I'm drunk because, you know, that's how this gun works, you know? Right. <laughs> nice. I like that. I can appreciate that. So that that would probably be the, that'd probably be the ideal one is, and you said doing that, shooting him once with the grog nozzle and then, and then, and then shooting him. In, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Nice. All right, cool. So for my favorite gun in borderlands three uh, look we're just going to do this today is currently may 12th 2020 as the date of recording this this is just withstanding as of today so because yeah. <laughs> i don't want to have to repeat it every time we get to the borderlands three thing sure. so uh favorite gun in borderlands three basic ass jacob stagecoach <laughs> <laughs> no shit yeah yeah i get that it's it's still it's still so good, even in late game content. Yeah, you can get the legendaries and everything like that. And the legendaries are probably still going to work better. But the fact that there are some purple weapons in Borderlands 3 that are still viable is pretty impressive. And Not, not as viable in Mayhem 10 at this point. We're hoping that that gets changed down the road. But, but still. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's just one of those things where you can get it super, super early in the game. and just really crush some heads with it <laughs> and it just mm-hmm. feels good. And once again, it's one of those things where based on what the characters do, you can build and have it suit pretty much any character. You know, you can do critical hit stuff with uh flack. You can do um, the speed stuff with Zane. You can do the up close stuff with Amara you can do Moe's things with Moe's because Moe's can be good with just about anything. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> so, so yeah, overall, I know it's super weird, but yeah, just, you know, Jacob stagecoach. <laughs> yeah. Yep. That makes sense. Um, so my, my, cha- my pick actually changed between when we were, when we wrote this up and now, um, simply because the gun was introduced, uh, and you'll kind of see where my head was at here, but my, favorite when we wrote this was the dictator yep and now (laughs) it's the monarch the monarch (laughs) (laughs) and the way so i liked the dictator originally because first of all i just like how it works like borderlands is nothing if not about shooting guns you know yeah and that was the most shooty of the guns you know and then (laughs) and then they and now the monarch is that, but more, you know, I imagine the sure. pitch meeting for like, all right, we're going to come up with the uh, gun ideas for, you know, new for mayhem 2.0. What do we got? And somebody just like had a picture of the dictator up on the wall. And then they like put another picture of a dictator right on top of it or something, <laughs> you know, just like, like what the fuck does that mean? Steve, are we doing like what? Like two dictators, like one in each arm. He's like, Nope, same gun. Just like, two of them in one gun, you know? And they're like, it's brilliant. Let's do it. I imagine that like just some guy up there and he's got like, he's got like, uh, 
Microsoft Paint open. It's just like a, a bad PNG of the dictator. And then just next to it, you just look at this mouse. You just like, it's like dictator S plus. <laughs> like, <you know? laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Uh, so that's, uh, yeah, I really love the dictator. I like how it works. I like that. I actually genuinely enjoy the penalty there. Like I don't enjoy like moving slow and not being able to jump. It's super frustrating, but like, yeah, I get the trade-off there, and like yeah. that's what keeps that gun in check, you know? Like, mm-hmm. could you imagine if, like, let's say that if you, um, <clears throat> let's say that if they had the Deepa, right, and anytime you pull the trigger, you, like, it, like, freezes you in place for, like, a half a second. You know what I mean? <laughs> like something like that. Oh, that man. would <laughs> that would like keep it more in check. You know? Yeah. Like you're in the air. You like you jump in the air and you go to shoot it and it's like urch and you like slam to the ground and you're stuck there for for half second. That would have that'd kept Deepa in check. That would have actually worked a lot better than just balancing the entire game around it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> like uh, let's just add this one tiny nerf to it and make it. To where it's not completely broken. So right, all right, fair enough. So yeah, no, solid. I like that. That being said, uh, this one's a little bit different because we're not going to have anything for Borderlands One. Uh, that's because we're looking at most improved gear from game to game. So obviously, we can't have anything from you know Borderlands One because there wasn't a Borderlands Zero. <laughs> right. Right. Um, so that being said, Drew, what did you pick for your, what did you pick for your most improved gear from Borderlands one to Borderlands two? All right. So the gun that improved the most between one and two to me is the hellfire. Mm, okay. Gotcha. It was super good in Borderlands one and it's like stupid good in Borderlands two. Fair enough. I can appreciate that. I do like the aesthetic and the way that it looks because it it's just a unique looking gun as well in Borderlands mm-hmm. 2. Mm-hmm. That's that's one thing that I th- I think they did a much better job of is um in Borderlands uh 1 all the guns just look like guns. In Borderlands 2, the legendaries are very distinctive. Yes. Yeah. Um kind of weird. I think they're not quite as distinctive in Borderlands 3 for what that's worth. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> yeah, I would agree with that. Okay. Oh, that's a bad thing. It's just just saying. That that being said, it's hard when there's so many legendaries and so many guns. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, no doubt about that. Uh, what's so, your most improved? So, ironically enough, too? my most improved is also the Hornet. Going from Borderlands 1 oh, to yeah. Borderlands 2. Yeah, yeah, see, you didn't. You forgot that it was even in Borderlands One, didn't I you? I genuinely forgot that it was even in there, so that automatically beats mine. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Exactly. So, it for those of you that are unaware, the the Hornet has the Hornet is in Borderlands One. It was okay, but uh, for my money, um, you know, I'd rather have. Oh God, what was the legendary corrosive uh, thing in Borderlands One? I'm forgetting pestilent defiler. Yeah. The pestilent defiler. If I was going to look for a pistol to do corrosion damage, that was going to be the one I wasn't going to, I wasn't going to look for a Hornet. Right. So yeah, for sure. And 
you know, like I said, just how much damage it does and everything like that is just so much better in Borderlands 2. I feel like so. that also automatic, like, we don't have this as a category, but that makes it, like, the most disappointing gun to go from Borderlands 2 to Borderlands 3. Oh, man, we should have had that as a category. <laughs> <laughs> but we're, but we well, we're, trying not to, we're trying not to hate. This is trying yeah. to be a celebration. <laughs> so. A celebration of all things Borderlands! <laughs> I need this positivity right now. Uh, all right. <laughs> so Drew, I I have a pretty good idea that you and I might have landed in the same area. But what is your most improved from Borderlands Two to Borderlands Three? Let me just say that Monty's wife don't take no go. <laughs> same. <laughs> <laughs> so the Maggie is the most improved gun between Borderlands Two and Borderlands Three. Um, granted, not hugely. Like we're we're still working on figuring out if it's gonna be viable again in Mayhem Ten, but like up until Mayhem Two Point the Maggie was like a absolute go to in Borderlands Three, right? To the point to where on one of our previous previous episodes we had a, a tier list of things to get instead of a Maggie if you couldn't get one. Yeah, and yep. We didn't do that for everything, but it was it was it's I you know I got one on mayhem six and i was doing mayhem six katagawa jr and i was still still fine with it like mm-hmm. i was not having any issues things like that like if if he didn't go down from the first time when i fired a yellow cake at him i would just find him and just plug him a couple of times with the maggie and it was fine yep so yep. understandable so yeah, yeah i i really want to see that continue so here's hoping all right please gearbox buff maggie uh also nerf kunai (laughs) (laughs) nerf cloud kill uh Uh, anyways um let's see so i think it's you again so you get to go first uh so this next category is npcs so our favorite npc that was introduced in this game um yeah so, so. We, so we can't use any returning characters from previous games as favorite NPCs because because then it'd be really easy for someone to, you know, it'd be really easy for someone to be like, oh, my favorite NPC for all three is Tannis, you know, like, yeah, yeah, not not a not an acceptable answer. So um, so they have to be introduced that game. Um, no, no previous player characters. Um, so like you can't be like. My favorite NPC in Borderlands 2 then is Mordecai, you know, like doesn't count. Yep. And my, my favorite one in Borderlands 3 is zero or gauge yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. It so. doesn't work. So anyways, that all being said, Jeff, who's your favorite NPC that was introduced in Borderlands 1? This one was kind of a toss up as far as what I was deciding on. But my final, uh, my final answer and what I finally landed on was TK Baja. Mm, good answer. Um, in a world that is just so full of murder and death and destruction and everything like that, you just have TK Baja who is living in the midst of all this danger, who is just the chillest guy. And it's fantastic. It's just like, it's just like, Oh, Hey, what are you guys doing here? S- smell like off worlders. You know? <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. I don't know if you could say that he was the chillest guy because literally the first thing he does is point a shotgun at your face. Yeah, but he's making a joke about it. (laughs) (laughs) I can't wait to like tell this story, like to frame it differently. 
you're going to forget about this conversation in some like years down the road. I'll be like, I met this dude today. Chill as fuck. So I walked up to his house. He points a gun at me. Right. And yeah. you're going to be like, what? That's not a thing. <laughs> he can't be the chillest dude ever. Now, granted, this is extrapolating heavily. However, if we go and listen to the Typhon logs in Borderlands three, he says, yeah, just shoot first and ask questions later. If you hit somebody, we just call that a Pandora and handshake. Hey, who the hell are you? Bang. I'm typing to Leon. So yeah, the fact, yeah, that's true. So the fact that he, so the fact that, uh, TK Baja doesn't actually shoot you is pretty good when you consider that. <laughs> that's, that's a good point. Good point. Can't argue so, with that. Yeah. Uh, it's, it does, it does two things. It, it gives you that, you know, he's super chill amidst all this. And then, uh, the other thing being, uh, spoiler alerts, five, four, three, two, one. Uh, first of all, Maya's dead. Secondly, Maya's dead. <laughs> <laughs> secondly, um, he, he also dies. And again, it gives you a, it gives you a firm grasp on, on the seriousness of it. You're like, Oh man, you know, they, they're giving these NPCs backstories and, and everything like that. It's making you feel bad. So I don't know. It, it just works out well. Yeah. Yeah. No, understandable. Uh, my favorite NPC that's introduced in borderlands one is Tannis. Okay. Solid. I I did debate though between I debated between Tannis, TK, and Scooter. Um, Scooter's a little like it's a little frustrating because frankly, like you don't get to see Scooter's full potential. Like Scooter's not Scooter in Borderlands One. You know what I mean? No, he get he gets a little a little bit more there in the General Knox DLC. Right. But um, but he's yeah he's not fully Scooter until Borderlands Two. I agree. Right. Whereas like, and I know that we've had a whole episode on Tannis before, you know, we're saying that she gets like, she gets a little bit more out there per, per game that she's in, you know, but like she, there's still like, she's still her in Borderlands one, you know? Yeah. And, and I just really enjoy her character and like that. She's like, I don't know. It's cool to see like the mad scientist be a young lady in a game instead of an old man, you know, that's, that's nice. Yeah, that's true as well. And she's so. like solely focused on the one, on the one thing. And that's, and that's the Iridians. And even like, so that's her, her passion so much that like it was her employment when she worked for doll. And then like after doll pulled the cord, she's still like, look, I'm still all in on this, you know? Mm-hmm. So, and I really enjoy her, uh, her echo, her echo tapes that you find all over the place. You oh yeah. Know? Super, some of my favorite missions in there just because you get a lot of good exposition on Tannis. So she's my yeah. favorite in Borderlands 1. Fair enough. I can definitely appreciate that. So um, I don't think this is going to be surprising to, to many people, but for Borderlands 2, uh, this was actually fairly easy for me. So for Borderlands 2, my choice w- was uh, Mr. Torg. <laughs> so. <laughs> Um, it's just, I don't think that there's ever been so, so first of all, let's set the groundwork here, the entirety and the whole point of borderlands. And it's been, and it's always maintained. This is just to be over the top with everything it does. So over the top with guns and enemies and everything like that. And somehow Torg encapsulates that perfectly. To the point to where, and it's great because you've got the most over-the-top guy who is just 
you know, super buff and is all about explosions and monster trucks and guitar solos and everything. And is yet somehow the most wholesome character in the whole thing. Mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, like he, he generally, he, he ge- genuinely considers the vault hunters, his friends and is super good about it. Even, even when, uh, even when you're starting his DLC and he's like, you, you get gassed out and, uh, they, uh, piston tries to make it look like you ran away from the fight and everything like that. And then he comes back on. He's like, all right, now look, I know you ain't a coward, but damn, if that ain't good television, you know, like, and then he <laughs> yeah. goes on to tell you about how it's totally okay. Cause he knows it wasn't you, but he's got to maintain the business and everything. And he still loves his grandma. He's still, you know, his favorite, like one of his things is say, sayings is that nothing is more badass than respecting women, you know, mm-hmm. just this whole thing. And he's, you know, genuinely curious about playing bunkers and badasses and everything mm-hmm. like that. It's fantastic character all the way around. All the things that you just said. <laughs> That's Perfect. uh Torg Torg was my super easy pick for uh Borderlands 2 as well. <clears throat> awesome. For 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 every reason that you just said. And it's like it's <clears throat> He's a he's a dude that like he knows who he is and you know what he is and what he is 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 a dude that loves explosions and shit and like has no and like has no qualms about letting everybody else know it but is also super in on like you said bunkers and badasses and respecting women and you know but mm-hmm. like because he respects women so much he wants you to punch that dude until he explodes you yeah, know, like that's that's Torg, and and that's what yeah. makes Torg great. And he's also my favorite in Borderlands too. Fair enough. Uh, I want you song. to blow up the ocean. <laughs> <laughs> that's such a great line. Going going along with that, one of the one of the other things that um I want to touch on real quick is in the Waddle Gobbler Headhunter Pack, which albeit is not my favorite, does have one of my favorite aspects that you really learn about Torg is the whole idea was that they were going to have Torg take out the Waddle Gobbler so he could look like the hero, but he just has no interest in that. He's like, he's like, nah, but his, the specific way he does it (laughs) is he's like talking about how he's going to eat, you know, eat the Waddle Gobbler after the vault hunter kills it and everything. And they're like, you were, you were going to be the hero Torg. And he's like, why be a hero when you can eat one? (laughs) (laughs) He's great. He's great. Yeah. Yeah. Torg. Torg hands down easy. That was an easy choice for uh, Borderlands two. I feel like, I feel like Borderlands three is going to be the same thing. It, 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 could it, be. It, it might be close. This is another one that I really had to debate with, but that being said, my favorite Borderlands three NPC is Wainwright Jacobs. <laughs> we so. actually have a disagreement here. Oh, okay. I think, I think I know who yours is though. So, okay. Um, I really like Wainwright Jacobs. Um, I like his whole backstory. If you listen to the Typhon logs about how he could not aim and shoot the sniper rifles or the pistols or anything like that, that his, his dad's company made. And so Typhon is just like, here kid, try a shotgun. And he's like, hell yeah. You know, like all about it. Even when he's introduced, it harkens back to the early days of Borderlands because he's shooting bandits with a shotgun 
and each one of them only takes one shot. <laughs> so that's, that's absolutely cutscene. true. Yeah. And it goes to show that he, <clears throat> I don't know. I like his look and I like his persona. And I also like the idea that we're getting to meet more of the heads of the companies now of, of the corporations. And even, even though he wasn't one up until recently, but I don't know, he's again, he's just another person that knows who he is and what he's about. And it just works out really well. Yeah. Yeah. So. Can't argue with that. Who? So with that being said, who do you think that my favorite NPC in Borderlands three is? I think your favorites. I, oh man, I just second guessed myself. I'm going to go with my first gut thing and say Mancubus Bloodtooth. <laughs> mm, mm, good answer. But no, it's Ava. Ava is my favorite. I'm just fucking with you. It's way more uh, Jacobs. Uh. Okay. <laughs> I was about to be real worried about our listenership there for a second. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no, I mean, uh, I did consider Mancubus. Uh, Wainwright, though, again, same same reasons and everything. Damn it when we agree on this shit. Uh, <laughs> I know, right. But, like, he's... He is... Yeah, he's the he's the Borderlands three version of Torg. Like like you said, like knows who he is, knows what he's about, doesn't give a shit if you like it or not. You know, mm-hmm. um, although like still has like, um, like you saw some of the like the softer side of Torg when he's like, you know, in the uh, in the thing, you know, and Torg's oh, like, in the stocks, right? When Torg's in the stocks and he's just like, look, I just wanted to play the game, and you know, yeah, like he's not, he's not. He's not intentionally fucking things up for people. He's just bringing his own flavor to that. And like the same thing, same thing with Wainwright. Like you see some of like, you see like the softer side of him when it comes to, uh, hammerlock. And also like in, uh, some of the echo logs, you find like an echo log where Wainwright's talking about, you know, about his relationship with his dad and, you know, and how he feels Mm -hmm. about, about taking over, um, the Jacobs corporation and everything and, and the heritage and like, all these people that like look up that are reliant upon Jacobs for work and everything. And, and he's mm-hmm. really trying to take care of his employees and stuff. So I'm super down with Wainwright Jacobs. Perfect. That being said, um, yeah, definitely an honorable mention Mancubus Bloodtooth and, and Burton Briggs as well. Yeah. So, yep. um, yeah. Anyway, that being said, uh, this is kind of an interesting one. We, we kind of threw this one on here, but I think, I think we'll get some really interesting, answers about this so drew uh this is favorite area or map so like area in the game where you where it's its own separate area when you go and travel from area to area you know map area whatever you want to call it so drew what is your favorite area or map in borderlands one yeah so mine is jacob's cove um Mm. again because Mm. like they make so like jacob's cove is on pandora Right, yeah, but it somehow is like Eden Six before Eden Six was a thing, you right? Know? Yeah, <clears throat> and and we've said on this show before that like Eden Six, like probably our fav- one of our favorite areas in Borderlands Three. Just like the missions kind of get a little stale, stale. There. Yeah, <laughs> I'm looking at you, fucking what's his name? God, I can't even. You know, the guy. Yeah, I know. I can't think of it either. So don't ask me. <laughs> I'm trying to think of the, uh, of in the DLC. Oh, where Clay. He, what? Clay. 
Yeah, yeah, Clay. That's it. Yeah. Anyways, um, yeah, Jacob's Cove is the best because it's got that, like, you're introduced to that whole idea of how Jacob's is basically, <laughs> Jacob's is basically somewhere in Louisiana. You know what I mean? Like, if it, yeah. if it was in a real place, it would be in Louisiana. Um, and you've just got, like, that whole history and everything and, like, sure. I'm really kind of interested to look to look more into. I would be interested to hear more from Wainwright about like what the fuck his dad was doing when the whole thing of TK's bloody harvest went down in Borderlands yeah. One. Yeah, that'd be interesting to see. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It just kind of firmly cements that like not only does Jacobs build old school guns, like Jacobs is just an old school company, and right. I dig that. So yeah, no. Understandable in, in, in many of the same way that people say that I'm going to wait till you stop drinking just in case, uh, in, in the way that many people say that Australia is the Texas of the world, (laughs) uh, Jacob's Cove, you know, is, and, and the six are like the Louisiana of the borderlands universe. Yes. Yes. Agreed. Anyway, um, that being said, I did come up with something different. Um, Mine is actually the Iridian Promontory. Mm. Um, along the same lines, though, I think you and I kind of went with the same ideas that there is a lot of similarity in Borderlands 1, and it kind of does get a little stale after a while. So the Iridian Promontory, where you actually have new enemy types, and it's snowing, and there's all these sculptures, and then you've got the big drop-down that you go down and everything like that in there. And similar thing with Jacob's Cove, you know, everything is, you know, obviously very swampy and, you know, eerie and all that kind of stuff. So same kind of idea, but, you know, um, I like that even though they couldn't finish up what they initially wanted to in the story for the game, because they did have to get out, they still made that area look different and, uh, they, they kind of helped push it forward as far as a buildup goes. So, yeah. So I think they did a good job with that. Yeah. That's a really interesting thought is that like we did each pick different areas. Cause like if I, if I asked you to describe Firestone, right. If I just ask you to describe the area of Firestone, how would you describe it? Uh, the very first thing I would say is it's, it's a small, tiny village in a, in a desert, in a desert type area. Right. So, um, and and like you would describe it as as what like it, it, you know the environment is what the environment is arid right so, so without using desert or arid i want you to please describe the area of the dull headlands brown <laughs> okay how about uh, now without using desert or arid or brown how would you describe rust commons east uh, yeah, I can't do <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, right. It's just not. It's just not possible. So, like, yeah. it, it you you and I did each pick. You know, like really super unique areas in in Borderlands right. One. Like right. the only some of the only ones that are not brown arid desert areas. <laughs> right. It's kind of like it's kind of like the whole thing about original Star Wars. It's like it's like all right, yeah. Original original Star Wars. It's like you know. Pick pick a guy that is your favorite character. Then it's like, oh Luke. It's like, oh okay, but you can't pick Luke. It's like, all right, picking Han because he's like a bounty. You know, it's like a smuggler and fighting the law and whatever. It's like, all right, but you can't pick. You know, 
can't pick Han. It's like, all right, well then I pick, you know, Darth Vader because he's, you know, malice and everything like that. It's like, all right, now do the same for females. It's like, oh, all right, pick Princess Leia. It's like, all right, you can't pick Princess Leia. It's like, ah, uh, well I done. Quit. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I quit. So uh, anyway, that being said, uh, moving right along, Drew, what is your favorite uh, area or map from Borderlands 2? Badass crater of badassitude. <laughs> All right. Hawaii. Which is funny because it's like one of the few areas in Borderlands 2 that is actually like an arid desert area. <laughs> like we're kind of very true. We're kind of back to that. But like again, kind of unique for the, for Borderlands 2. Also like just the mayhem and the chaos and everything that happens in on that map is just great. So Yeah. Like, and, and again, when you start out and it's, you go and it's like, all right, to get this, to get this thing started, you just need to go inside the legal waiver over here. And you go and you go up to it and it explodes. It's just like, ha ha, it exploded. Fuck the legal waiver. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So, um, that's, it sets up uh, a really solid DLC. Uh, spoiler alert, not my favorite DLC from Borderlands 2. Um, cause that is a category. Where? That that's a category. We're gonna get to it. Yeah. But first. But I do really I just really dig the area because it again, it's everything Torg. It's it's loud, you know, engines and, and explosions and it's just a good fucking Borderlands time. Alright. Fair enough. So my favorite area from Borderlands 2 is the Arid Nexus Badlands. Mm. Just okay. because I'm 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 big into lore and I'm big into how the story plays out, so I can appreciate um, the big reveal of what happened to uh, Firestone. To Firestone, yeah, yeah, and seeing how it looks, and and then hearing the echo logs and finding out not only did this happen to it, but everything that happened to it was intentional. Yeah. And even, yep. even to the point that they don't, they don't talk about it really at all, but even to the point to where it's called Jackville, technically it's, it's new name is Jackville yeah. <laughs> after yeah. Hyperion takes ownership of it. And you get to hear all about the other characters and everything like that. So, um, and I like how they handled, I like how they handled TK as well and his house and and there's actually like a whole separate thing about it and there's a side quest that's based around it. Yo, I'm not going to lie. I had a really hard time and like that was the other one that I came up like when we were doing our favorite side quests, I was like, oh, face McShooty. And then like later I was like, ooh, that TK Baja quest side quest though, super yeah. good. Yeah, it is. It really is. So but yeah, that's that's probably my other favorite area. Not not only that, but I mean, aside from the story, it also has a really good chance to have uh, chubby enemies, which are really good for farming legendaries and everything. And you can make some pretty solid loops looking for that kind of stuff as well. Not only that, but it does also. It may not be one of the most interesting boss fights, but I think it's, uh, I I think it's interesting personally. Um, is fighting Saturn there and having that be an enemy? Yeah, I know it's. I know it can get kind of tedious and everything like that, but I personally think it's kind of fun just because you've seen all these loaders and everything like that. But you've, you know, at that point you had never seen a giant loader. Yet. <laughs> yeah. So again, that's another one. It's like, like, Hey, we need a boss for this area. And like some dudes like sitting in the corner and he, there's a picture of a loader up on the board, you know, on the big board and just like, 
puts a bigger picture of a loader over <laughs> it, you know? It's like, oh, hold on, I got an idea. Can you can you go onto that picture for me? Yeah. And now right-click it. Yeah. Okay, now can you increase <laughs> the size by 200%? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> that. <laughs> All right, we're done. God damn it, Stevens, you're on a fucking roll. <laughs> <laughs> Give that man a raise. Yeah. Uh, uh, anyway. So, uh, that being said, Drew, what is your favorite area in Borderlands 3? So, this one's a little bit more broad, but Mm -hmm. my favorite area in Borderlands 3 is all of Xylorgos. Mm, Interesting. Okay. What? Did we not have the same answer there? Because I could have sworn that you would pick Xylorgos. Mine was more specific, but it is there. But I'll let you Ah! give me the whole thing. (laughs) I'll give you, I, I'll let you do your whole thing about the planet as a whole. And then I'll talk about the specific one. Okay. Yeah. I mean, just the planet as a whole has its, enti- has, has its lore and everything. And like the, it's, um, I guess the thing about it is that in different, it's one of the few planets where there's like a consistent theme on the entire planet. You know sure. what I mean? Like, yeah. sure, Eden 6 is like, hey, guess what? This is jungles, you know? But <laughs> and like, <the> swamps. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. But there's no, and like, there's a different feel between, you know, Skittermaw Basin and um, Cursehaven and the Lodge, and, you know, they're different areas. Yeah, distinctively. And the Heart's Desire and everything. Yeah. Right, right. All different you know, environments, but all connected by this one gargantuan monster, you know? Yeah. Like there's parts of it basically like essentially on Xylorgos pretty much from anywhere. It seems like you can see a part of the monster, you know? Right. Which is just the coolest part to me. Like that ties it all in, you know? Mm hmm. Yeah, no, I totally agree. Which is why my favorite area, uh, not only in Borderlands 3, but in Xylorgos, is Cursehaven. Yeah. So, I again, I know that I've talked about this and I've beaten it to death uh, in the previous episodes. And especially in the episode that we did about this DLC. I'm I'm a big sucker for Eldritch Horror and everything. Yeah. Oh, uh, kind of. (laughs) I mean, you can't have Eldritch Horror without tentacles. Mm. So true story. Anyway, um, but the idea of Cursed Haven, I'm just going to parrot basically what I said when we talked about this and how it is an interconnected town, but it's just so winding and curvy and the houses are so compact and the stairways are so narrow and everything that you really do get lost in it. And it does kind of drive a person to madness a little bit. And I can see why they went with that design that they did. Um, Not only that, but when you first get into it and you're talking to all the random people that are around there and you're figuring out how weird they are, they didn't really go that heavy on that kind of thing previously. I mean, yeah, you hear some NPCs um, just say stuff in the background on sanctuary and in different places, but you can't really interact with them that like you can in cursed Haven. So, yeah, I would like to see some more of that. That would be, that'd be pretty cool to see. Um, yeah. But yeah, I can understand that. Like curse Haven is like, Hey, we need like, 
I imagine that the pitch there was like, you're going to design this town. Pretend you're Tim Burton. Go. <laughs> you know? Go. Yep. Uh, that'd be great. Anyway, so that being said, we're going to move on to our next part. Yeah, so the next category is favorite DLC. And again, this is for each game. So, uh, Jeff, you get to go first on this one. Favorite DLC from Borderlands 1. <gasps> General Knox. Mm, hands yeah. down yeah so same nope oh okay gotcha all right so i really enjoy general Knox for a few reasons um i like that it gives you the chance for loot the way that you initially thought you were going to in the base game now mm. obviously that the um the remaster has come out for the game it's very different but um that was kind of the way to get stuff and i i like that gearbox knows about it and they left it the same way you can still glitch into it and it's fine it's whatever i like that aspect of it um i i don't know i like it because of that but then one of the other big reasons is because you have the different class mods that you can get in that one as well and Mm -hmm. i really like that aspect of it um and they're totally different from any other class mods to really kind of challenge how you play the game you can do you can really go all in on a melee mordecai or you can go all in on a sniper lilith or you can go all in on uh, a rocket uh roland you know things like that so yeah yeah so i would say that that is um my favorite one so now that we know that's that's not yours what is yours drew my favorite is TK Baja, TK Baja's Bloody Harvest, and it's because I'm just a big sucker for Jacobs. I mean, like that's not the name of the DLC. It's really not. Mean? It's the it's the Zombie Island of Doctor Ned. Oh, you're right. You're right. My bad. You're confusing stuff. That's okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Believe no, it or not, right. folks, we make we make mistakes too every once in a while. <laughs> yeah, true story. <laughs> Yeah, you're right. TK Baja's Bloody Harvest. That's the second. That's in the. That's the Halloween that's theme. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the ha- Headhunter pack in Borderlands Two. Still, I was yeah. thinking like Zombie Island of Doctor Ned. Right, the spoopy one. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, exactly. Again, because because I'm a big sucker for Jacobs. You know, they're kind of the the baddies. You know, if you want to call it that in uh, in this DLC. Um, and I'm just a sucker for Jacobs shit and. Um, swamps. <laughs> I guess I don't know. And the fact that it's like it, it, the fact that it's based around around Ned, you know, like yeah, which is clearly Zed, but it's definitely not, you know. And yeah. uh, the Pumpkin King guy that you fight—that's a good time. Um, <laughs> I, I just enjoy it. And TK sure. is in that one, you know. Zombie TK is in that. So no, he's not. <laughs> yes, he is. Is he? Yeah, he's in that shack that's in the end there. You have to go and do like some, you got to go and like collect his leg or something. Oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah. See? All right, fair enough. <laughs> All right. So, zombie. It's, so hard, when, it's so hard when those were like so closely related. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. All right. I Jeff, you. favorite DLC, Borderlands 2. This is a super easy answer. I could say it right now. You're not going to like this. <laughs> Wait, okay, so if it's not the one that I'm thinking of, then I'm going to say it's the Commander Lilith DLC. It's not. Ooh, what is it? Captain Scarlet. Okay, yeah. (laughs) Were you about to be mad? (laughs) I mean, it's 
fine. It's fine. I'm not super <laughs> mad about that one. It's like it's like top two or three, you know. <laughs> top two or three out of the five DLCs. Yeah. That's pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I'll be honest. I, I really kicked this around and I thought about it and I thought about it, thought about it, thought about it. And at the end of the day, it really did come down to the what it, what it actually did for the game at the time and the weapons that you can get in that DLC combined with the raid bosses and everything like that just make it a consistently good replayable experience through Borderlands 2 um you know like i said that's where you get the captain blade weapons um that is where you get the sandhawk as an smg back like it was back then mm-hmm. that is also where you get um the oh the sniper rifle i'm trying to think of it pimpernel the pimpernel yeah so there's just some really really good weapons that you can get in there the story is solid and i like that it's i don't know i like that the story is it's just kind of fun because it's like, hey, she's totally going to betray you. Guess what? She totally freaking betrayed you. <laughs> you know? Yeah, it's yeah. Just, you know? And then boss fight at the end is solid. It feels good to get the loot at the end, everything like that. I, 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 I think it's good. It's, it's really good. Like I said, it was, it was a really tough decision. And it's, you know, what I had for my second choice is probably your first choice. So... But that's that's my thought on the matter. So without further ado, let us know what is your top choice. This tiny Tina's assault on Dragon Keep. Right. For sure. Right. Because that's the right answer. And we all know it. Here we go. (laughs) (laughs) You know, what's Uh. funny is like we from. I think we can. Well, we'll, I'll I'll kind of say this at the end of to wrap up the episode. But like, anyways, um, yeah, I mean, story. Great. You know, um, seeing a different side of a lot of the characters, good times. I I really don't know what to say about it other than it's it's one of the best pieces of content that I've ever played in any game. And mm-hmm. um, if you haven't played it, like go go get the game of the year edition and or the handsome collection and play it. It's so good. Yeah. Absolutely. It really is. I will say that um, overall, the story is is really good. And, the, and, it, and once again, the writing really presents itself in that DLC. And I do think it does a better job than what Captain Scarlet does. That being said, I don't think that the gear is quite on par with what you can get in Captain Scarlet. grog nozzle and the class mods that you get from there like the purple class mods and stuff Mm. yeah it's a really good point however that's that's fair if somebody if somebody came to me and they were like hey you can have these two things you can either have some sick-ass purple class mods and a grog nozzle or you can have a pimpernel and a sandhawk i'm probably taking pimpernel and sandhawk not only that, but that is also that is also where you can get the Norfleet. Yes, uh, that's also where you can get um, the uh, the rapier. Yeah, and you know uh, that's also where you can get the twelve pounder. Yeah. So there's listen. I, I only named two items. You can only <laughs> name two. <laughs> 
All right, fine. Sandhawk and Norfleet. Yeah, all right. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so... Uh, That's a pretty good two. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right, last one. Uh, favorite DLC so far at this point in Borderlands 3? See, and this is where I get my revenge on this, because <laughs> I know how this is going to go for the two of us. There's only the two DLCs. I'm going to say Guns, Love, and Tentacles, and you're going to say the other one, because you're stupid. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I'm not. Uh, it's also Guns, Love, and Tentacles. Really? Uh, yeah. Wow, I'm surprised by that. Yeah, like, I know. I know that. Like when we did when we did the episode on Guns, Love, and Tentacles, I was like, I don't know, maybe the other one's better. It's, it's not like even <laughs> like I know I know that I said that at the time it wasn't just to be a contrarian or anything like that. Like I genuinely think that overall the loot is better. You know, in for the. I, I guess I can't even say that at this point. I guess I, what I'm at the time, the loot was better, you know? And like, there's mm-hmm. still a lot of good stuff that you can get from the handsome jackpot DLC, but there's also some really great stuff that you can get in the guns, love and tentacles DLC. So yeah. all things being equal, then it comes down to storyline and atmosphere and everything. And that's where the Guns, Love, and Tentacles DLC wins out. Yeah, yeah, agreed. I know we've talked ab- about it quite a bit already, but between the between uh, Hammerlock and Wainwright and Gage, uh, all feeding into it with a great supporting cast of uh, Burton Briggs and Mancubus Bloodtooth and everything like that, it's it's just solid. As and the whole far side as thing that Claptrap goes through, you know, that yeah. you get updated on the whole time, it's super, super good. Yeah, yeah, it's fantastic. It's a great DLC. So, like, not that there's any like again, nothing wrong with the with the other one. Like, there's some good there's some good characters in and shit in the handsome jackpot DLC. Like, fucking Freddy is right up there, you know. Oh yeah, but like, I don't know. Frankly, both of the both of the um, antagonists are not great, you know. Yeah, like, um, what's his face? Oh, oh, uh, uh, Hans. No, he's like ugly something. No, no, it's the other way around. Oh, pretty boy. It's pretty, pretty boy. That's it. Yeah. Yeah, Pretty boy. Not great. Eleanor. Not great. You know? Yeah. Um, and frankly, like when it comes to the other characters in, um, the handsome jackpot DLC, there's Freddie, there's Ember, Tim's fine. You know, so nothing wrong with Timothy. Um, the mayor is pretty cool, I guess, but like, but like fucking Mancubus, you know? Yeah, yeah, Web, so good. Yeah, between Mancubus and between Mancubus and Burton. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that, like that my means... favorite my favorite character from from the Handsome Jackpot DLC is Freddy. You know? Yeah. And like that's an easy thing, but like if you say like, okay, who's your favorite from the Guns Love and Tentacles one? I'm like, I really like what they did with Gage. You know, yeah. Seeing her back is great. Mancubus is awesome. Burton's fucking great. You know, so like that's that's part of it. So fair enough. All right. So last one. This one's just kind of for uh, this one's just kind of for fun. So um, was it your turn or my turn? My turn. Okay. To be asked or ask? <laughs> uh, <laughs> to be uh, asked. So my fi- okay. So gotcha. this category uh, is favorite Easter eggs, which is just. Yeah. I don't know how else to explain it. Y'all know what Easter eggs are. 
you know? Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, Drew, what is your favorite Easter egg in Borderlands one? Uh, it's the, the rider, uh, rifle in the blue hut in new Haven. <gasps> Same. <laughs> oh, really? Damn. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, it's, it's just so good. I mean, and, and it's, it's a really solid Easter egg. Cause I mean, it's, it's one of those things where you probably don't know about it unless somebody like it's, it's hard to discover on your own. Yeah. It's really hard to discover on your own. Yeah. Like you could play like, unless you do like a, do some research and stuff like you may not know about the, the gun or the blue hut or anything in, in borderlands one, you know? Yeah. You could easily yep. play that game for quite a while and not ever know that that is there. Right. Yep. So for those of you that are unaware, uh, it's just after you fight the um, it's just after you fight the rack hive, right? I believe that's correct. I, I know it's right in that area. So, um, yeah, after you go and fight the rack hive, you know, you already have access to New Haven and everything like that. So, um, you know, there's going to be there's there's a door in New Haven that doesn't open except for this one time. And, uh, it's at that point. Am I, am I right about that? Are you looking it up? Yeah, I'm looking it up right now. Okay. Okay. So it's only, it's only accessible during the quest line. Like when the quest, another piece of the puzzle is active, that's when you can that, get it. That's it. We're not going to, we're not going to spoil it too much just in case you don't know. Cause again, if you don't know, you probably haven't had anyone tell you about it and you're very confused. So during another piece of the puzzle, uh, behind Marcus, behind Marcus's shop, yeah. there's a little hut. Go open the door and just do the thing. You'll enjoy it. Yeah. So, all right. So, um, that being said, Drew, what is your favorite Borderlands two Easter egg? Uh, it's the creepers and the Minecraft stuff in the caustic caverns. Mm-hmm. Solid. Cause not only did they do that, they made it look, they made it look correct. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's not like, oh, hey, look, it's like if Borderlands had done Minecraft. Nope, it's just, it's fucking Minecraft. It's mm-hmm. it's exactly right, so. Yeah. The only I was blown away I... the first time I saw that. I was like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> <laughs> I remember, because I showed you that when we were playing through it the first time. Yep. So. And, like, I'm not even, like, huge Minecraft guy or anything. I just think that's, like, super cool and, like, mad respect, and I appreciate the shit out of it. Yeah. The only thing that was always kind of a pain about that was like having to like actually melee your way into it and you do it way slower than you do in Minecraft. Yeah, for sure. So what about you? Favorite, uh, favorite Easter egg in Borderlands 2? Uh, the Lord of the Rings challenge. Mm, that's yeah, that's a good one. So for those of you that are unaware, um, this one is super fun. Uh, once you have access to the Iridium Blight, uh, you can go all the way back to Claptrap's place on the southern shelf, and there's a small gear that is in the fire. And they actually changed this; they actually updated it. So, uh, w- what you have to do is you have to pick up this gear, and you have to literally walk it, not get in a vehicle and ride. You have to walk this thing mm-hmm. all the way from uh, Claptrap's place all the way to the Iridium Blight, and there's like one area where you can get to and what happens is 
there's a psycho that comes out whose name is Geary and he smacks you once and then jumps <laughs> into this lava and then these racks come out of nowhere and drop a bunch of loot for you. Yep. And it's fantastic. And, and for those people that are like, Oh, it doesn't sound so hard to walk there. I mean, literally walk there. You can't quick travel, no vehicles, nothing mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. it's the whole thing. So it's, it's, it's just fun. I mean, you don't even really get anything necessarily that great out of the chests usually, but it's just cool that they did that. Yeah. It's just a fun thing that you can actually do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. All right. So, Last thing then, what is your favorite Easter egg from BL3? Uh, my favorite thing, my favorite Easter egg of Borderlands 3 is Mimir, uh, Mimir's head in a boat. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. So, uh, just I'm, all I'm going to say about it is like, go searching around Tazendir ruins in, uh, on Necrotafeo, and eventually, you know, hopefully you'll find a severed head in a boat and it's got uh horns on it and it's Mimir from God of War. Uh from God of War 20 what is it? 2018, 2019, whatever it was. 2018, yeah. Yeah. One of my favorite games of all time. Um fantastic game. F- so fucking good. Gameplay um story great yeah. game. Um <laughs> that's that's uh, if look, I'm not sure if there's anyone out there that's in game development that's listening to this. But if you want, if you want to impress us, just make a game that's got really good loot mechanics. That's basically it. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, essentially. So, all right. And for mine, uh, kind of a kind of a weird note to end this on. But my favorite thing is just the Hellwalker mm, in Borderlands yeah. Three. Like, I know it's not the same way that we typically see other um, Easter eggs. But I like it because it's just, you know, it's it's the Hellwalker. And so obviously the, your first thought is you're like, oh, yeah, okay, it's a shotgun. You know, it's pretty powerful. That's it's it's like Doomguy's shotgun. The thing that really sells it for me is the fact that it does the sick ass guitar chugs all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Especially because that man, that soundtrack is amazing. It's so good. Which do you like better? The soundtrack from Doom or the soundtrack from the um Cartel DLC? Oh, that's not fair. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> if you were listening last week, Jeff told you that some of his that like metal is one of his favorite genres. So is like EDM and, you know, electronica Dance music, and, yeah. Yeah, synthwave and and you know, all that stuff. So Man. So for most people, this is an easy question because they're like one or the other, but for Jeff. Yeah. Yeah. That's really, really difficult. So, uh, I, 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 yeah, I guess if it really comes down to it, I would have to say, I'd have to say doom 2016. Yeah. Yeah. Understandable. So, so, but that's it. Those are our favorite things. You know, what's um, cool to, to go along with the, the, uh, the Hellwalker though, is the Slayer, uh, mod on, um, uh, mayhem mode. Oh yeah. Yeah. Cause that's the yeah. one where like, if you're, if your enemy is low health, they glow blue and you punch them and they die. And yes, just like in doom 2016. So that's fun. Yeah. Perfect. Fantastic combination. 
Mm-hmm. Somebody, somebody brought that up a while ago. I forget who it is. I'm going to have to go back and check Twitter. Somebody brought that up a while ago that, you know, you've got, um, so you've got the Hellwalker, and then you've got Digby's Smooth Tube. Mm-hmm. I wonder if you could actually do an entire loadout of musical gear. We actually had a review from somebody who brought that up. Yeah, that's that's what it was. It wasn't Twitter. It was a review from somebody. So yes. So yeah, we that's that's a good idea. I'm sorry, I forget your name at the moment. Um, but you know when uh. You know, and that's that that is an idea worth looking into. And the more guns and the more stuff they add into it, the more we can actually the more we can actually look into that. So hopefully one of these days we'll actually we'll actually see if that's something that we can do. So, yeah, absolutely. You know, so, oh, you yeah, who Lumber, it is? yeah, Lumberjack 442. I uh, want to tell you about the Dauntless Earworm auto rifle plays metal music when you fire and it switches what type when you switch the fire mode. Thank you, Lumberjack 442. So we've got Digby Smooth Tube, Smooth Tube, the Hellwalker, and then, and then this auto rifle as well. So if we can just find one other thing that, that plays music, we've got like a musical build going. Do the Killing Word or, um, oh yeah, there's there's the shotgun that he has. Yeah, it's just gonna just gonna run. What you got on this build? Two shotguns, two auto rifles. <laughs> <laughs> And it's solid. Nice. So, now we'll we'll figure it out. Maybe I'll work on that in our downtime. Anyway, so that's what we have. It, along along with this, we decided to do something kind of silly. So we've got uh, uh, we've got a, a segment that we always like to end here with. Uh, oh yeah, I did just want to. I bef- right before we get to that though, I did want to say oh, sure. like it, uh, looking back on all of our stuff, I think it's kind of interesting that like you go for a lot more mechanic based stuff and like, yeah, be like, yeah, this thing has a lot of loot. And I'm like, man, the story was so good for this, you know? So like, I just thought that that was a really interesting dynamic between, between our answers, you know, perfect. Like that that was your whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. Like that was your whole thing about having, um, um, what was your favorite area of the map on uh, BL2, for example? Oh, uh, the, uh, the arid Nexus Badlands. Yeah. Oh, actually that was probably a pretty poor example because your your thing there was like all lore based, but no, but like between, um, like how my favorite DLC is Captain Scarlet and yours is tiny Tina. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I just thought that that was a really interesting thing there. So it is. So anyways, yeah. So So. we're going to wrap it up. We're going to do going, going gun. (laughs) and we're going to each take one of our favorite weapons and we're going to do a quick thing on it. So, all right, fair enough. So, uh, which one are you going to take? I'm going to take the equalizer. All right, fair enough. So, uh, why don't you go ahead and go first then? Okay. So the equalizer is a legendary revolver from borderlands one. Uh, it's made by TDR, which, which you really wouldn't expect. Um, it's a little, it's a little odd, but, um, Anyways, uh, the cool thing about it is it's a revolver and it has a regenerating ammo capability when it's equipped. Um, it's it's like they say on the wiki here, it's of decent quality, but it's not spectacular. It's really, really good for shooting your gun a lot. And like if you have the masher variant, like that's like a shotgun on a stick that regenerates ammo. That's super nice. Um it does it does pretty decent damage. You're not gonna run out of ammo. Um, I just really enjoy it. It's you find it m- 
fairly often. Like it's not like a super rare thing. It's not like it's not like it's an ogre or anything like that, you know, where it's just yeah. like fucking impossible to find. But it's something that shows up regularly and every time I'm playing it's Borderlands 1 is unique in that you can kind of use different weapons more than you would like if you're playing Maya in Borderlands 2, you're probably going to be using a lot of SMGs, you know? That's just kind of how right. that works. But, like, you could be any character and find an equalizer and do some good work with it in Borderlands right. 1. So, that's what right. I appreciate about it. Is, it. is that what you appreciate about it? <laughs> oh, hey! <laughs> Look at there. Ground. Uh, anyways, yeah. So, that's the equalizer. There's All right. If, if you are not familiar with Borderlands 1, like, there's no dedicated drops so i can't like steer you somewhere other than i mm-hmm. guess the farmery <laughs> so yeah. so um mine again is the hornet but i am talking about the hornet specifically from borderlands 2 because okay. that's my favorite from that and that honestly is still the game that i have the most play time on out of not only out of the borderlands games but out of you know probably any game ever <laughs> so yeah. Um, so yeah, it was a legendary pistol manufactured by doll. Uh, as I talked about already, you could get it from knuckle dragger and, um, and you fight him at level one or you can fight him at level one. So, you know, it has a chance to drop anywhere between level zero to level one, which makes it really, really good for that. So, um, yeah, it's, uh, it is also possible to get it at level two if you level up when you kill him which is kind of fun. Mm-hmm. So that's neat. Um, but yeah, it deals 80%, uh, an additional 80% splash damage and, uh, the splash damage produced by the Hornets shot counts as grenade damage, which may also makes it really good for Axton. I totally forgot about that part. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. um, so, you know, like his steady skill and stuff like that. The fun thing is there's lots of other places to find it. Cause you can, uh, it does also have an increased drop chance from both Hyperius and it also does have an increased drop chance from uh, Uranus in uh, <laughs> Helios Fallen in the Commander Lilith DLC. So, or as Jones um, calls yeah. him, not Saturn. Yeah, not Saturn. <laughs> so, anyway, yeah, it's it fires a six round burst, which is huge even for a burst fire weapon, and it just works really, really well. So, um, the skin on it looks cool and everything like that. And again, as far as the amount of corrosion damage it does, it's still just really, really sick. So, any time you're going to be fighting any loaders in BL2, this is definitely the one to have. Super frustrating that you get like such a sick corrosive weapon, and like you don't really fight any any um any loaders or anything for a while yeah because i mean i'm trying to think when is like the first time that you really start fighting some loaders because you go and you round up yeah i mean you don't you don't get it until i mean it's until you go to like 13 14 15 ish yeah in that area yeah so until you go to the uh, bloodshot ramparts I tell you, I will always have the same loop whenever I play Borderlands 2, though. Unless I unless I end up using some kind of a randomizer mod or something like that. It's always it's always go into the game, immediately go into uh the immediately go into the um Digistruct Peak. Digistruct Peak, get a level, mm-hmm. go and fight Noko Dragger, farm him until I get a hornet, use that for quite a while, then go to uh Use that until I can get a fastball and a double penetrating on Herald. Use that to get to an infinity. You know, like it's mm-hmm. like a. Mm-hmm. I like farming, y'all. 
<laughs> so, yep. Uh, so on anyways, that note. Yeah, that's going to yeah. wrap it up for us. Uh, thanks for joining us on this retrospective of like our favorite things in Borderlands. Um, I don't know what we're going to talk about next time, but like at this point, like things are a little frustrating in the game. Keep your head up. Uh, you know, Rome wasn't yeah. built in a day. Neither was Borderlands 2. So I'm assuming Borderlands 3 is the same way, you know? So Yeah. You know the rest of that phrase, though, right? Yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> All right. <laughs> anyway, that what being do I look said, like a learning man. I mean, maybe. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, yeah, that's going to do it for us. Uh, thanks a lot. We'll see you next time. Good luck and good drops. Bye.